Hello and welcome to episode 69 of the BNY Gaming Podcast. I am your host, Owen Shannon. Joining me is the DM, Peter Gorski. How are you? I'm content. And my other host, the basket maker, Mark Gorski. How are you? Uh, I've had some highs and I've had some lows this week, Owen. Some good and some bad. Taking it where I can. Gaming or life related? A little bit of both. Interesting, interesting. My um, computer is back. It's Owen. back. It's back. Wow. But here comes the bad. Oh, Jesus. They didn't ship the, the part. They shipped me a new part, which is cool. Uh, but they didn't give me the screws for it, so I can't screw it into my tower. Oh, so, my God. Mark. So now I've, I've personally ordered my own screws uh, from Amazon that'll be here Sunday, and then nothing can stop me. Okay, but I, I hate to be this guy. Just prepare for your screws to not work. Prepare for them oh. to not be the right screws. If they're not the right screw, my motherboard will probably break. So, it's, Mark, yes, please just be as, as act like you are holding your newborn child when you are putting these screws in. Oh, Peter, I'm a pretty, uh, you know, Hakuna Matata guy. So there are no worries, no matter what is happening, even <laughs> yeah, if it was my child. Hakuna Matata, two thousand grand out of your fucking computer. Then go ahead. <laughs> oh, I get the warranty. You know, again, if. I I actually demand this of you. If something goes wrong again, I demand that you quit PC gaming. <laughs> I can't. Where else am I supposed to play critically acclaimed MMO Final Fantasy XIV? PlayStation. I guess that's actually <laughs> right. I could do that. But that sounds way more difficult, you know, than yeah. having to go through a month and a half warranty return, you know? Yeah, definitely way more difficult. The only other thing, bad thing that is life related that I want to talk about is right before this podcast, I was feeling really happy, felt like sharing with people. So I go up to Peter and I offer him a milkshake and he turned me down. So we discussed it last week. I made a clip of it. Podcast clips exist now for BNY. Um, I am not shocked that he turned it down. But I'm curious about your milkshakes. Like, is there something special about them? Is and basically my simple. question. Like, in a perfect world, I have either half and half or heavy cream. I get vanilla ice cream, a little bit of vanilla extract just for that sweetness. Throw a bunch of chocolate syrup in there because I like to have a, like a mix of vanilla chocolate and just mix it up. Try to hope that it's going to be thick enough. I've gotten a lot of complaints with my milkshake that it's never thick enough, but the heavy creamer and half and half really pull through there. That sounds pretty good. Um, next time I come over, can you make me one? Uh, if we plan it thoroughly, I can make sure I have the ingredients. I just got my license, my uh, state license today, so I can drive and actually do stuff now. So if you were here, we could totally do that. We can do it before camp. How's that sound? I'll make a milkshake that night. That sounds good to me. Um good another life question you had a license before yes it was expired though oh okay okay expired on my birthday earlier this year and i thought i'm not gonna renew it because i'm about to move and it cost me 50 dollars to get a new license well mark i'm looking forward to that milkshake of yours one day but this is bny gaming podcast let's get through some housekeeping 
game club game is control and we are getting that out of the way today very excited to have this conversation i hope i hope listeners have either played control or played along with us because i think this is going to be a good conversation here uh even though we're taking a break we might determine what our next game club game is after that discussion i don't know for sure though uh we have a twitter that's like been kind of active lately let me double check it i believe it's bny gaming pod but i'm going to double check it's just bny it gaming. i have no yeah i say i made the thing and i have i do not remember just bny gaming uh you'll see us there the logo bny gaming podcast so follow us there posting clips uh it's really just me like trying to get a rise out of peter through the twitter i've noticed i've noticed (laughs) um but yeah gonna continue posting more over there uh episodes every monday this will likely be a slightly shorter episode because when we can't record our normal day we are pretty pressed for time so uh we'll likely only be about an hour and a half here today hopefully that's okay with you all um but let's get into it we talked for a minute off air on this but i kind of just want to rehash it a little bit for podcast purposes we'd like to update on the fantasy critic league and about a week ago a trailer for lord of the rings Gollum dropped now this was picked by trash gaming owned by james and counterpicked by dad hawk games which is joe is could this like potentially flip the league in some ways because James is in a wonderful position right now and I actually think like look up the trailer people this game might get a 50 this this game might do genuinely horrible and it could net it can make James lose 20 to 30 points and thus giving joe 20 to 30 points and i think we need to discuss the possibility of this i i personally just really do want to see somebody get a negative point game on their list just for the drama and i don't want it to be me like i could eat those words later but i i just think it would be pretty lame if all of our counter picks were just zeros across the board you know it really would um i mean the worst pick so far was me, which was Truck to Yomi only getting a 71. And you dropped it for fucking, like, you dropped Stray. Stray? To get Truck okay. To I'm, cool. I'm going to, like, stake my reputation on Stray. I think that game looks so boring. It looks so boring. And it's not even an actual platformer, it's an adventure game. You're just running around. Like, the platforming is magnetic. You're not actually controlling it. Looks fun to me. I don't know about you, Mark. Uh, I think it could be cool. It's like a little adventure game could be cute. So Truck to Yomi. So Truck to Yomi. Keep that in mind. Look, Truck to Yomi, it checked boxes. It looked really cool. I like samurai games. It was getting hyped on podcasts I listened to, so I probably shouldn't listen to that as often. I, I don't think I can be blamed for a Trek to Yomi 71. It was even getting prime spots in uh 
in some PlayStation state of plays. Like this is a game that had some some pedigree behind it. And uh it just didn't come through. It's disappointing. So Will Lord of the Rings Golem flip the league? I'm going to say yes. I think this is going to be a true like nuclear bomb on the league. I mean, if it hurts James, it'll benefit me because I'm the I'm currently, you know, I'm placed at number two, and I really do think any points Joe will gain from this will be negated by his counter pick of multiverses, which I think will gain me like eleven or twelve points genuinely. I think the most he could possibly lose on that will be nine, and. Joe, Joe's looking okay. One Piece Odyssey deceptively might be a kind of good pick based on the way I've heard people talking about that game. I think as Dusk Falls, I think we might have underestimated this one, how much people are going to like it. Yeah, it's going to be a real coin flip. I don't. I think it could be really strong or really weak. I don't think it will be mid. I think it's the type of game where it could get a 90 and I don't think that will convince me to play it. I uh I really dislike the art style. Really dislike it. But um Joe also has Sparks of Hope coming and I'm assuming he's not going to have Hogwarts Legacy coming, but we'll see. On yeah, that. it seems like such a big game that if it's coming out this year, they need to release a, announce a release date within the next week. Yeah, pretty much. Um also has High on Life, which has potential um i don't know i don't know james he escaped his starfield counterpick but it might be lord of the rings golem that comes to get him um last update on the league is that i got a bayonetta 3 release date i can't believe it i'm happy for you i really am happy for you thank you thank you no one believed in me and at times i doubted myself but I stuck with it. Bayonetta 3 is coming out in October. Uh, and I'm hoping it's as strong as Bayonetta 2. It's been a long time. It's weird to think it's almost actually been a decade since the last Bayonetta game. It's pretty close. Eight whole years. Goddamn. That's pretty insane. I I was looking up Bayonetta stuff today just randomly and I saw a Wii U copy of Bayonetta 2 and I didn't realize that like that existed mm-hmm. um, but Peter are you uh, are you happy for the Bayonetta fans uh, I'm glad this game will finally release so we don't have to hear about it anymore I think the Bayonetta fans will love this game I'm sure it'll get an 85 an 86 and just one more switch fairy tale that will finally finally have its ending. All right. Uh Mark Gorski. I believe you've prepared a game for us today. I have prepared a game. Uh so uh this is a, gonna be a fun one, guys. Uh we're gonna have to think really hard on this. The name of this game is Back of That Box. Because I'm going to read to each of you a summary that is placed on the back of a video game and I will be blanking out like certain keywords or if the title is used in it to make sure we don't exactly know when it's super obvious, but I will read these summaries to you and you guys will have to figure out what game it is. I will offer one hint per title. 
And I've got a lot of games to move through, so I don't know how many of these we want to do. We can feel it out and see how long it takes, but no matter what, it should be this. it should be an odd number, seeing as it'll be seven. me versus Peter. I have seventeen games we could go through. So <laughs> let's do, let's let's do, do seven. seven. Let's do seven. You can keep some in your pocket for next time. Okay. Um let's see. I've got one I want to start with. How are we doing this? Is it free full? Like, you know, is it free flow? Do we have I, to bug? I anything? think it's first just first to say it out loud. I think that works. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's do that. You guys both ready for yep. me to read the first uh-huh. one? First game, the back of this box says The Earth is gone. Your new home awaits. Explore the strange vistas of a hostile alien planet. Discover. Survey the vast, uncharted reaches of the planet blank. Fight. Master combat arts against ferocious life forms, large and small. Upgrade. Earn your own robotic blank and customize it to take on gigantic enemies head to head and travel to new heights. If you can see it, you can reach it. Guys, what game are we talking about right now? Um, 13 Sentinels oh. Aegis Rim. It is not 13 <laughs> Sentinels Aegis Rim. The thing, that's, the thing that really hurts me is that he it implies that there's only one world. If it were multiple worlds, then that helps. But the fact that it's only one planet this entire game seemingly takes place on. I might not get a single one, honestly. This is really, this is really hard. I think definitely uh, down the line, Peter, you'll get at least one, I think. There's some I think maybe Owen will struggle with, uh, but I think you'll get them, and vice versa. Oh, oh and he, he clearly thinks I'm going to win this, then. Here's, here's the one hint I'll throw to uh, both of you guys. Owen, you can get a second guess. Peter, I'll let you get two guesses as well, if you really think you can. This game, uh, I would have guessed maybe Peter would have gotten this one, but I didn't think Owen was going to that's the hint yeah it's more so in peter's ballpark to know this game than what the fuck um xenoblade chronicles x is that your final answer peter there's there's no is that a final answer just say whether he was right or not it's true this is xenoblade uh, Xenoblade (laughs) (laughs) because of my debate because i just remember like wait he's earth in xenoblade chronicles like Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I fucking got one. All right, all right. We can move. We can move on to the next one. Let me just pull this one up. <laughs> I'm happy. All right, guys. Here it is. Face your fears in this ancient city where danger, death, and madness lurk around every corner, and uncover the city's darkest secrets in order to survive. What game are we talking about? You say that was short. Could you say that again? Face your fears in this ancient city where danger, death, and madness lurk around every corner and uncover the city's darkest secrets in order to survive. This sounds like a, like a old Silent Hill game, but there's no ancient cities in Silent Hill. Resident Evil 8. Resident Evil 8 is not the game Damn. we're looking for. A game I wish I owned physically, but alas, I do not. Ancient City. Ancient City. Uh, I knew I wasn't going to get that right, but I figured I'd try because I know 8 is a town, not a city. But Mark, say it one last time. 
Face your fears in this ancient city where danger, death, and madness lurk around every corner and uncover the city's darkest secrets in order to survive. It sounds like a survival horror, not just a horror game, because that description makes it sound like you ju- you're not just, you know, frail and defenseless. You could protect yourself. It's a survival horror game with an ancient city, and there's mystery behind it. You're not just fucking around in it. Because you guys are struggling right now? I'm, there was actually one sentence at the beginning I was excluding because I thought it might give it away, and I'm going to read it now. Okay. Hunt your nightmares. Oh, did that help you at all? Hunt your Bloodborne. nightmares. <laughs> Peter's got it. He's got two now. Yes! Wow. Bloodborne. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My just, yeah, and like Hunt, it's like it's Bloodborne. <laughs> okay, this one. Got another quick. This one's a, a smaller one. Legend, hero, mercenary, play as the legendary hero, blank, and infiltrate a Cuban military base to rescue the hostages. Can you make it out alive? What game is it? Metal Gear? Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. This is Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes, but I'll give it to you. You missed the five. Hell yeah. You got the point. It's certainly the Cuba, like the only video games I could think of that probably like, are Call of Duty and Metal Gear that go to Cuba. Okay. Two to this one, one, Peter. This one's not going to be too bad either. I think there's some key details here. Explore forbidden lands on a quest to bring your love back to life. Conquer towering creatures. Each Shadow of the Colossus. Like, yeah, it's Shadow of the Colossus. You got it. That one wasn't too bad. I think that one maybe would be an easy giveaway. I'm allowed to say it that early if I know it, right? I think that's yeah, fair. Yeah, I, I think if that's If you fine. got it, you got it. It means we can get through all 17. <laughs> We're doing seven. So we got three to one right now. Adventure awaits. Pick up parts and grow to three stories tall. Discover the truth behind the mysterious relics. Exciting two-player cooperative play. What game is this? Say it one more time. Adventure awaits. Pick up parts and grow to three stories tall. Discover the truth behind the mysterious relics. Exciting two-player cooperative play. I don't. Pikmin three. Pikmin three is not the answer we're I, looking for. I don't think you would have this physical game, but Katamari Damacy. Uh, it is not. Don't let him get Katamari, Owen. No no way, Owen. Damn, I wish I owned that physical. Grow to three stories tall. That's 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 the part that gets me. That's the part that gets me. Because if it wasn't for that, that sounds straight like a fucking Pikmin game. It is a a game I haven't finished, and I don't think I will finish it. Say it one last time. Adventure awaits. Pick up parts and grow to three stories tall. Discover the truth behind the mysterious relics. Exciting two-player cooperative play. Knack. The answer is Knack. Yes. Yeah, I, I was. I was. I would not have gotten that. I was to too fixated. <laughs> I was. I was too fixated on Pikmin for some reason. Okay, Owen's coming back right now. Three to two. I like to see this. I got a fun one here. This one was one of my favorites. Picking it out. The ultimate blank race is on with three ways to play blank has never been better win cups solo style battle wireless buddies or take on pals anywhere in the world over the nintendo wi-fi connection 
What game is this? Say it again. The ultimate blank race is on. With three ways to play, blank has never been better. Is it Win the Mario Kart franchise? Mm, maybe it is. Win cups, solo style, battle. Mario Kart, the, uh, Mario Kart 3DS, Mario Kart 7. Is that your final answer? Because it is wrong. Mark, it's a that Mark. Is correct. It is not Mario Kart 7. Mario Kart DS? It is, in fact, Mario Kart DS. Yes! Damn it. I knew it was handheld. I knew it was a handheld Mario. I could tell it was a handheld Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. This is true. <laughs> so Peter has gotten Mario Kart DS. He got Shadow of the Colossus, Shadow. Bloodborne, and Xenoblade. Damn. Well, technically, he won the out of seven, but we can keep it going. Yeah, we got plenty to go here. Uh, sword fight, wizard battle, face oh. off with anyone, anywhere, anytime. That sounds awful. Lock eyes, grab a blank, and go wild. What game is this? This sounds like a generic game that a character on a TV show would pick up at a game store and be like, Mom, I gotta get the new game. It's whatever he just said. Grab a blank and face off. Say that again. Sword fight. Wizard battle. Face off with anyone, anytime, anywhere. Dreams? I don't fucking know. And go wild. Dreams is not the answer. Anyone, anyone, anytime, anywhere. They don't make boxes for mobile games unless it's it's Dragon's a... Dogma. No, no. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm focusing on the wizard battle. I'm focusing on the wizard battle. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Relax. Dragon's Dogma, so famous for its wizard battles, of course. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Because uh, I think it's like a co-op anytime, anywhere, like. I I don't know grab, a single fucking thing. Grab a blank. Grab a blank. What could that blank be grab that would give Glock. it away? Grab a Glock. I am omitting the second half of this box, but I can read it if we need it. Yes, please. I'll read it in full. Sword fight. Wizard battle. Face off with anyone, anytime, anywhere. Lock eyes. Grab a blank and Lock. go wild. Milk a cow. Quick draw. One, two, three. One, two, switch. It is one, two, switch. Yeah, I would have. We would have never. I would have never gotten one, two, switch with what that, that first half. Milk a cow was the obvious one I didn't that's, want to yeah, say. Yeah, that's what, that's what helped me. See, oh, because I'm an Nintendo elitist. I know that's the main thing that's associated with one, two, switch. Yep, of course. All right, next game, everybody. A bold new move in creativity. The original music video game. Help blank rap with the best of the, the rapper. It is Rap for the rapper. Damn, Peter. Peter's getting. Peter's got a mighty lead right now. But this I'm steamrolling you. Let's just keep it going. I mean, we have time as of right now. Yeah, we do. Next one. Blank leaps into a new dimension. Mario returns to his root. I said Mario. Super Paper Mario. Mario. Now, Mario returns. Uh, Mario and Rabbits. His roots, not Mario and Rabbits, in an all-new adventure in 3D. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy? Super Mario Land. Neither of those. Classic Mario action with a modern twist. New Super Mario Brothers U? New Super Mario Brothers? Nope, not New Super Mario Bros. U. Owen, we got to guess. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's a main line. Super Mario 3D World? 
not Super Mario 3D World. It doesn't seem like a mainline 3D Mario game. But he just said, but in 3D, didn't he? It is Say it in again. 3D, but it doesn't Mario sound like Sunshine. a mainline. Super Mario Sunshine. It is not Super Mario Sunshine. Super Mario, Mario Odyssey. I'll try. It is not Super Mario Odyssey. I'm reading it again. Mario leaps into a new dimension. Mario returns to his roots in an all-new adventure in 3D. Classic Mario action with a modern twist. Super Mario 64 DS. This is not the correct answer. What the fuck? We've named every 3D Mario game. I don't know what to tell you guys. Um, are we going to pass on this one? Or are we just going to keep no, going? I think it would be shameful if we pass <laughs> on Mario. <laughs> Honestly, if I can get fucking Parappa the Rapper, but not a 3D Mario game. I don't deserve to be on this podcast. It definitely has been glossed over. We've going through a lot of good Mario. Sure, it's not Super Paper Mario. I am. Pro- I promise you, I it is not Super Paper Mario. You wouldn't own, uh, the recent Paper Mario, and also that's not 3D, is it? Yeah. Oh, why'd you even say uh, it? I mean, it is kind of like top. Don't down. listen to him. He was wrong. That was a foolish thing. That, that it is. It is not Paper Mario Origami King. What? What system is it on? Super Mario Galaxy 2. If I say what system it's on, it's just going to go to whoever's the fastest. Super Mario Galaxy 2. No, it is not Super Mario Galaxy. Damn it. I, I cannot say what platform it is on. Super Mario World? It's not 3D? I'm just saying. I'm just... This is an early 2010s release. I'll give you that range. That's when this game came out. Early 2010s. Okay, so that means we... it's on the Wii U. Or or we, because again, the week didn't die until 2013. But I think it's most likely Wii U. If he said, he just said, if he gave away platform, it would just be whoever could say it first. Super Mario Maker. I don't know. Not Super Mario Maker. I will read it one more time. Mario leaps into a new dimension. Mario returns. Dimension, but I can't think of it. All new adventure in 3D. Classic Mario action with a modern twist. Is it the fucking like unreleased Japanese game where he's part of the fucking Yakuza? I don't know. In 3D, he's... He keeps emphasizing dimension. 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 There is no 3D Mario game on the Wii U that focuses on Mario entering a new dimension. That doesn't exist. It's not fucking there. Maybe we need to leave the Wii U behind for this conversation. Early 2010s. Can it's you... the Wii. Super Mario 3D Land. Um, you said... We haven't said 3D Land because that is the answer. Oh, said... I said 3D Land a long oh, time ago. Said 3D Land minutes ago. I thought I thought I only heard Super Mario Land and Super no, Mario. No, he said Land. He said Super Mario 3D Land. If we said 3D Land, I, I then I got it. Yeah. Jesus Christ! I'm like, what is yeah. this non-existent game that I know for a fact I, none of us have played? <laughs> yeah. I really did not think anyone said that. Shoot. Okay, I got um, an easy one to follow that up. Let's make this one the last one. I believe I have three, and Peter has five. I have more than five. He's yeah, got six. six. Okay, so well, we can end it on last... ten here. If we're doing this as the grand finale. I gotta. I, I mean, I've already won, so you know, I'm I'm comfortable with whatever happens. I we get it. I kicked your shit on. 
become a legend. Take up arms against the dark creatures infesting your homeland as you explore a vast and dangerous world. Learn hidden skills like the Helm Splitter and the Mortal Draw as you wield sword and shield against countless foes. Use heightened senses to search for clues as a sacred blank when Assassin's Creed blank blankets blank. This is not Assassin's Creed. A lot of blanks at the end there, but... Can can you... Uh, uh, Peter talked over the end there. I didn't hear it. Use heightened senses to search for clues as a sacred blank when unnatural blank blankets blank. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you got that repeat on. I know that really helped move the there, for you. Uh, Heightened senses. That's what I'm hung up on. Game, sword, and shield. You're protecting your homeland. Heightened senses. Dragon Quest Eleven. This is not Dragon Quest Eleven. I considered it. That was a good guess. That is a good guess. I considered picking it, but I thought, nah, we shouldn't use that one. Yeah, it doesn't serve me. A honest. legend. Um... Mark, can you say it again? Become a legend. Take up arms against the dark creatures infesting your homeland as you explore a vast and dangerous world. Learn hidden skills like the Helm Splitter and the Mortal Draw as you wield sword and shield against countless foes. Use heightened senses to search for clues as a sacred blank when unnatural blank blankets blank. Have you talked about this game before? Um, maybe not necessarily on the podcast, but uh, I've definitely talked with both of you about this game at some point in our lives. You've never talked to me about Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Yes, I have not. Yeah, I don't think you can use the shield like in that, that game. at all either. I didn't guess it, so you can't put that <laughs> on me. I just happened to see a game that it doesn't sound like. <laughs> um. Oh. I can unblank one of the words. It'll take us very close. It's risky. Someone could get it immediately. Yeah. Do it. Do it. All right. I'll start from the beginning. Become a legend. Take up arms against the dark creatures infesting your homeland as you explore a vast and dangerous world. Learn hidden skills like the helm splitter and the mortal draw as you wield sword and shield against countless foes. Use heightened senses to search for clues as a sacred wolf when unnatural. Twilight Princess. It is Twilight Princess. Yeah, I I definitely wouldn't have even gotten that with the unblanked. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't know Twilight Princess. <laughs> the other words Look were. Me. Let me read the rest of that. It says use heightened senses to search for clues as a sacred wolf when unnatural Twilight blankets Hyrule. So ah uh, okay. Just could not do that. Um, So, Peter, congratulations, Peter. You're just so lucky I own mostly Nintendo games when going through my box. A lot of the the non-Nintendo stuff had extremely obvious backs of the boxes. I I just could not pick them. So, round of applause. Peter did it. This should be... uh, We should be put to the test now and then of... Like, one week I host this game, the next week Peter hosts it, even though Peter doesn't have physicals anymore, but you can probably look up game boxes, too. Yeah, I looked up Parappa. I don't actually own a copy of Parappa the Rappa. That was supposed to be a curveball, but I maybe I was the ready. only rapping game is maybe not the way to go <laughs> with the curveball. 
but that that oh, would definitely be a fun a fun one for some one v ones here. What if, guys, I did one more? Just one more. Make it quick. I, gotta, I will. This will be quick, but this is a good one to end on. I think this is very, very even. This isn't just one-sided Twilight Princess. Experience the wonder. Unearth the secrets and mysteries of blank, blank, and blank. Three amazing games from blank. Explore vast deserts, ancient ruins, underwater worlds, and dreamlike lands. Or adventure together online with other voyagers. What game is this? Sea of Thieves. It's he said three things, you dope. Oh, it three games. games. You're right. You're correct. I should have said what games are these? Voyage together. Um. Hmm. Skull and Bones hasn't come out yet. I should preface it the way that I read it does say like uh, adventure together. Only one of these three games you can voyage together in. Okay. Say it all again. Experience the wonder. Unearth the secrets and mysteries of blank, blank, and blank. Three amazing games from blank. Explore vast deserts, ancient ruins, underwater worlds, and dreamlike lands. Or adventure together online with other voyagers. Boy, he really can't. He can't. He can't reveal any of the words because they any of the four will give it away immediately. They will absolutely give it away. Dreamlike lands. You're going underwater. And only one of them you can, you can go online. These three games are pretty different. Is uh, there a- they don't make games like this usually. Is it a PC game? PC franchise? These games, I don't. I don't know if you can play them on PC. But when they came out, they were not available on PC. Give me a time frame. Uh, I will not do that. Oh, unfortunately, come on, bitch. I don't know. I think that makes it a little too easy. I'm already. It's seven to three. He's on the ground. He's not getting back up. There's really nothing more you can do to change the outcome here. Uh okay. Uh I don't know when the first one came out. But That's this great. is this is I think a range from late 2000s to early 2010s is when that these did not help me at all. Late 2000s, early 2010s, you're playing online, you're adventuring together. Gears of War trilogy. <laughs> I was initially thinking the Uncharted trilogy, but the online is what's thrown me off. It is neither of those two games. Peter, I said one of the three games only has that online multiplayer. Gears of War. I don't mark. I don't fuck. It. That, that doesn't help me. I I don't know this. I I'm can't think of a, a the underwater. That's the who is one. typing? Who's typing? No, it was me. Hey, I, I would say, oh, you fucking, you watch yourself. I figured. <laughs> I I will give you guys the exact time frame. Of these three games, the first one released 2006. The last one released in 2012. That is a long time ago. That doesn't help me. The third one, or the the in-between one, the middle game, came out in 2009. That mark, that does not do anything at all. 
Well, here's this. Here's a clue I think will help. These three games uh, all stand on their own independently. They are not connected. They are just three games made by this developer. Oh, would that help you? No, I I have no. nothing on that. I have nothing. I have nothing. Um, Mark, I think for the sake of levity, we might just have to give up on this one. One last clue. One of these games, when it came when it uh, came out the year, was a contender for game of the year across the board. Uh, well, I mean, if it was 06 or 09, I mean, like, I was not conscious when it comes to games. Yeah, I was say, when I was nine years old in 2006, I was really thinking, what's next for this industry? Mm-hmm. Might what? be easy to say. Maybe I wasn't either. So maybe 2012 could have been the year. I don't know. 2012 could have been the year. 2012, I graduated from eighth grade. Um, I played a lot of Call of Duty Black Ops around that time. Uh, hmm. The 2006 release? No one really talks about that one. It's the other two games. I was just no. Two thousand nine and the two thousand twelve games. Oh, Mark, we're not getting this. The two thousand twelve game is really the big name here. Mark, I'm I'm throwing the towel. Does it have a have three? It. Does it have a three in its name? There are no numbers in any of the titles here. Uh then I have nothing. Yeah, I'm, Mark, what is it? I'm gonna read the title again, but I'm gonna unblink one of the words. No, just give it to us, Mark. Right. I have to work later. All right. The collection we are talking of are Flow, Flower, and Journey. I would have never Games gotten this. From that game that, company. That sucked. That, yeah. That one sucked, Mark. Yeah. What? Boo. Yeah. yeah. Boo. You, you just, never... yeah. Tell me, you guys. You guys just don't know Flower and Journey like that. I don't no. know what Flower is. I, I, know, I know of these games, but getting us with a collection of the that game company indie games is shame on you i think the fact that one of them is the game of year game of the year nomination only one of them has the multiplayer maybe if i tied those two together i don't know better. what one of them i don't know what flower is. i don't know what that is well peter you got xenoblade x and you got twilight princess today so you can feel good about yourself even though owen didn't you know get this one either i remember me and my friends used to talk about flower as like wow like what a game for losers like how pretentious (laughs) is that flower do you stand by that opinion uh no i've never played it and i've really never even seen gameplay i don't think okay so now you're just too afraid to judge things that actually i believe i've played flower i think i played it at a friend's place in college all right well we have to keep it moving we're going to do a quick what we've been playing, and then we'll get into the control discussion. Uh, Let me go first. I've been playing control, and that's it. So move on from me. Perfect. I'm next. Um, I started Horizon Forbidden West, finally. Wow. Thank God. Um, I played there five. is, I want to just say, there is a line in the first 40, because when I first started Forbidden West myself, I remember I we were still looking down on the first Horizon game and its story. And there is a line within the first like half hour of that game that a character says in like a very serious and dramatic way. And I don't know why, but I started laughing my ass off of just like, what the fuck are you talking about? What does any of this mean? It's no, I won't say it, but just early on. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I played about an hour and a half and I'm actually like in a very receptive mood to it. Like I, I am, 
open to liking this game, whereas there have been different times where maybe I wasn't as open. Um, I really don't remember the first one that well, but they kind of recap you like well enough, I think. Um, so I didn't look into anything extra besides that recap. And this first hour and a half impressions is that I am really excited for when the game opens up. It's so good. Because it plays really well. It looks incredible. Yet this this introductory section of the game, I don't really know how long it's going to go on. You're almost at the end of it, I promise you. Because I had to, I was going through the same thoughts and emotions of like, okay, is this the Forbidden West? This seems like a pretty tame Forbidden West. And yeah. then you eventually get more like, oh no, okay, this is it. This is objectively the Forbidden West. Okay, because um, I figured it would be something like that. Because the first hour and a half or so is about, like, it's pretty much a guided linear mission. Uh, you run into your old friend Varl, uh, and you just kind of go through some ancient ruins and stuff. And whenever I was fighting something, it was like, wow, this is, this is really so good. <laughs> but, the combat um, in that game is so damn good. And, uh, I mean, I can't wait to be out in the world and see some of the visuals because this is about like as AAA as a game can look, I think. It's, I think it's the most gorgeous video game I've ever played up to this point. Peter. What? But the Pikmin 3 fruit. No. What? Ratchet and Clank. Honestly, the only other game that comes close in my mind is Rift Apart. It's one of those two. I think the game that comes close in my mind is uh, Last of Us Part 2 still. That I, th- is also, I think it still really holds up. That is one that was also lingering. Basically, congrats to PlayStation. Yeah. They have the best graphically appealing games. Yeah. Um, I think... They go overboard, at least in the beginning here, with cutscenes. Like, not only are there a lot of cutscenes, which I'm typically not opposed to, they're really long and they like don't tell me anything. Um, like, uh, I was playing it and my brother kept trying to talk to me, yet he was gonna wait until cutscenes ended and then he would come back, like. 10 minutes later and it's like oh my god this is still going on and i was feeling that while playing i don't know the first bit, yeah the first bit of the game my issue because again i can't tell you about you know how my thoughts later on because i don't want to spoil anything but the beginning of the game like the first hour two hours it's like all right we're gonna re- we're gonna have you you know reconvene with all of your favorite characters from the first game and i found myself going were you in the first game? I don't remember you. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't remember any of these people. They're like, Aloy, think of all the crazy times we had. So good to see you. I had to look up like, who is this person? <laughs> like, what, what, what did you do in the first game? Because boy, I don't fucking remember anything. Um, And that was kind of my main complaint point is that like, let's get some pacing here guys. Like you're really taking your time in these scenes. And also uh, if I'm looking at this game and thinking, how could this have not taken like five years to make? How could it have taken four? I would say, you know, probably if you cut down some of those cutscenes that don't need to be that long, like probably would have been a little quicker, but um, 
The only other thing that I know they won't address in the story, and I've heard people bring up, and there is an intro moment where I was thinking this, is like, Aloy is just a normal person who is obviously very athletic and very good at fighting, but they're like set piece moments that they create for her. It's like, is she a superhero? Like how, how did she live through this like tower falling over and she's jumping from platform to platform? Like, I don't. And if, and if anyone else in the game would have done that, they either would have been like maimed or seriously injured. Yeah. I mean, it, basically they're, I mean, she's just like a Nathan Drake type of just kind of has immense skill and luck, but uh, I don't know. Uh, the specific moment I'm thinking of within the first hour of the game is like, wow, I uh, I can't imagine anyone pulling that one off. Um, I'm able to suspend my disbelief, though. That's that's not the biggest concern overall. Um, but yeah, I... I'm looking forward to playing more of this game. I do think I'm going to like it. Uh, I don't know if it will be enough to warrant Peter's prediction. We'll see, but I'll be honest about that. Um, I will also be honest and fair in that if I don't want to play seven games that came out this year, I won't do it. And Because I know you predicted for that I would only be able to get up to seven, and you might be right. I, I am looking pretty good on that prediction. Yes, you are. But yeah, I need to play much more of it to be able to have any real opinions. But I did finally hit a point post Elden Ring where around the time of Elden Ring, honestly, the last thing I wanted to do was play this game. But now it's the exact type of game I'm looking forward to. So it'll get as good of a chance as it ever will with me. Mark, you can go next. All right. Two games to talk about. One very brief. Still playing Fall Guys. I want to be a Fall God, but at the end of the day, I'm still just a Fall Guy trucking along, and that's all I got to say. Not getting the wins I want. Uh, and I, the other day, was convinced by a friend to dip my toes back in the water to a certain Genshin Impact, because a big update happened this week. Hmm. And there's a lot that has changed and a lot that has updated that I'm actually a big fan of. And plus a huge thing now is also I was only be uh, I was only playing on PC before. And at some point in the past two years, cross progression became a thing. Sony was playing hardball with that. They didn't want that to happen. And eventually they caved and let it happen. Uh, so I don't know how long ago that was, but now I can just do that. Picked up where I left off. And now it's a little bit easier to pull characters because like the worst thing about this game is that like it really requested you to do some like gross daily grinds to keep up with the content and uh the currency that you use to like purchase and pull characters was just very scarce and not available and now there is a little bit more it seems to go around which i appreciate uh and it also helps that one of my main characters that i was using before i stopped playing is currently on a banner and i pulled them again so they're extra strong and getting that plus version of a character you've already pulled just makes you feel like you're 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 a step above some other people, you know. Like every, a lot of people probably only pulled this character once, but I got two versions of them. I have the stronger version of them. And with Genshin, when you pull a character twice, a lot of other games, it's like, oh, 
you I'm referencing like something like Fire Emblem Heroes. It's a game I play where you pull multiple of the same character, you can fuse them together to create a unique, stronger version. But this one, there's literal like a skill tree that unlocks of unique skills if you pull multiple of them. They basically play like a more advanced version of them. And I like that a lot. So I feel very cool for having that. Nice. Uh, and there's just so much more content to go through. So much map to explore that I hadn't before. Like I had explored like I feel like 80, 90 percent of the map before I stopped. That's what I really liked of the game. And now there's a whole bunch more I can even explore with more content and better perks to playing the game. And also, I already have some characters that are decent enough to play the game with. So uh, it's pretty neat. I've been pretty invested in it. I probably will still talk about this next week because I don't think I'm done with it yet. All right. Uh, I've mentioned it before, I'm pretty sure, but I do hear really good things about the not gross microtransaction stuff in that game. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely made me curious before, but I'm just not sure if I could take that dive. Like I, if you ever like have an itch for like a, an open world game that is very modern and post Breath of the Wild world, I'd say go for it. It gives you enough free, like enough free characters for you to enjoy like the game at a bare minimum. Like especially the like the very early game. So if you just wanted to ever just dive in, see what it's like without having to like get into the microtransactions you'll be all set especially because like in a lot of these games they have the model where they throw a lot of that premium currency at you very early on just to make you feel super comfortable so like that's definitely enough to get into it the the story early on though i'd say is kind of cringy and not so great so like you'd have to bear with that but that's the second worst thing you'd have to worry about in the long term i think it'd be fun if you ever felt like it it's possible one day that that was a good sales pitch on that so it's possible. Uh, do you have any other games? Nope. That's all I got. All right. So we have the rest of our time here dedicated to control a game. I'm very excited to talk about here. And I I want to set the tone on this discussion with my opinions. So control, I think you realize right away when you get into it, especially compared to some of these other game club games that we played, like super triple A. It looks great. Just moving Jesse around as a character, like feels smooth. And as soon as you get weapons and abilities, it's like, man, these telekinetic abilities are super fun. This gun is cool. And the third person shooting is good. These super interesting, like, uh, really high quality filmmaking cutscenes where they're getting really kind of, I don't know, conceptual. Sounds a little too pretentious. I don't know. It's all setting a great tone. I love how they use color. I love the font. I love uh, so much about this game. And I was playing this game early on thinking, how are is no one talking about this game as like, one of the best like it doesn't make sense to me i know a lot of people liked it back in 2019 but i did not hear about a game that was this good and then you get to the story and i'm thinking like we're ripe for we can discuss family we can discuss the government distrust of authority being thrust into unwilling leadership the dignity of janitorial services. All of this is on the table from the start. And then they don't talk about any of it. They don't do anything with the story of this game. And I think it's 
a complete and utter failure for what could have been one of the best games of a generation. I think there is so much amazing in this game. I didn't even mention the setting of the oldest house. The oldest house is one of the coolest settings I've ever played. And you get to play what is essentially like a Metroidvania within this place. And I think almost all of the gameplay elements hit and they tell one of the weakest stories I've ever played in a game. I'm really shocked by this. Um, I think this game is still very good just based off of all of its gameplay stuff. But that is how I left feeling with the story. Who wants to respond to me here? Uh, I'll go next because I want to save Peter for last. I feel like we've been building up to his control playthrough this whole time. Uh, but for me, uh, I do actually share a very similar sentiment. Or I think there's some really cool, like the peak of this game, like the thing I love the most is the world we've built and the ability we have to interact with it when we are not doing the main story because that's just not where a lot of this stuff is a lot of it is just in the background tucked into the corners for you to go find and that's when i think i had the most fun with this game is when i am looking at all the the other stories reading some of the documents on the other like essentially scp stories that have happened across the globe and actually then finding some of them in the facility at some point in time versus jesse needs to find her brother where it feels like the first half of this game we don't move at all towards our goal whatsoever. And it is just sure setting things up. You're meeting characters, a lot of characters who I just don't feel like are at all very relevant. Uh, But the thing that just keeps you going is just the fun things you find and just trying to figure out what is actually happening. And for a little while at the beginning, it kind of, I feel like struggles to put itself together, but once it finally clicks and you get a sense on the world, I think there there is something really cool there, uh, but I just don't think this game really delivered in the main story. Even towards the end, where there are, I think there are some cool scenes towards the end, I just don't think they make up for it in the long run. And like you were saying with like a uh, game feel, uh, this game definitely delivers as an action game. I had a lot of fun just playing around and just shooting stuff and messing with all of the abilities and uh, playing with the skill trees. And I'm guessing all three of us did not get all the same abilities because I know by the end of the game, I at least didn't have the same stuff as Peter. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. But all the abilities are really cool. Uh, a lot of the side stuff was amazing. But the main story, I feel like, kind of falls flat in perspective or in comparison, which is really disappointing. I would like okay, to even Peter. add right before Peter, some of the story set piece moments. I think are amazing. Like I think the set piece of the ashtray maze, incredible, absolutely incredible. But Mark doesn't like that. You don't like it? It was okay. Oh, I I think that's a bad take. But I think some of those moments that they take you through are great. But story payoff is just not there. It's not even close to being there. But Peter, your opinions. I want to. Not get serious for a moment, but I want to bring I want to bring it down and have this disclaimer before I speak about control. Over these past few months, you've all heard on this podcast, I've really been out of single player games. I haven't been able to enjoy anything, and admittedly, there's reasons both with the game itself and also reasons in my own personal life that I just haven't been as into playing games. I want to say since probably April or May. So, 
I want to have that in mind going forward before I talk about control because I I I want honestly I'm gonna call this game a mulligan for me. And I will explain that more thoroughly in a tiny bit. But I don't think I have as fair and as well researched and thought out of an opinion on this game as you two do, just because I wasn't in it as much. Because there are other things going on in my life that I found myself focusing more on. And I didn't give this game as much love and attention as I have most other games on this game club list, excluding one or two. You know which ones. So with that said, this game's fine. I don't understand why I was nominated for game of the year. I, the narrative from beginning to end is completely nonsensical. And it's told in a way that I feel they think that they're a lot more interesting than the end product ends up being with the vague storytelling and they don't, I don't really think they answer any questions thoroughly or in a satisfying way. And also the lot of the questions they set up, I didn't find myself caring about. There's not a single character in this game that I feel anything for. I did not grow attached to Jesse at all. Her brother, like Dylan, I never cared for Polaris. Dylan yeah, Dylan, Dylan sucks. sucks. Yeah, Dylan like sucks. no one is cool. I didn't like any of the characters. I didn't I never cared about anything that I was doing at all, and that sucks because the old house is such a great setting. A lot of I I, I, I can't even say this conflict. Never mind. I was gonna say I, I bet a lot of the background and like little detail storytelling is really good and compelling, but honestly, I didn't do any of the side content because I just needed to beat this game and I just wanted to have it over with. So that we could finally have this, and I could—I feel like I'm leaving a part, like I'm—I'm I'm finishing a chapter in my life with finally beating this game. <laughs> Gameplay is great, visuals are great. I loved the maze. The maze was my favorite part of the game. It felt like a great Psychonauts level the entire time. But honestly, yeah, I just—I am very whelmed by this game. I think I would have liked it more a year ago if I was just in a mentally a better place in my life and certain things hadn't happened that affected me in ways that they did when I was just more open to this kind of thing and like enjoying this kind of experience. So I think I would have enjoyed it more in the past, but not by a wide margin. So yeah, I'm pretty whelmed by control. I really I, I think your your opinion is just kind of like a slightly muted version of ours where like that there is a lot of positive to say about this game like basically almost every gameplay element almost is very good like very worthy of praise and if i were to point to things that like aren't that great in the gameplay i think the the item upgrades that you I get don't care for it. and like if you actually really uh use them at all you would realize like you have a limited amount of inventory and then you have to go and clean out the inventory which was just like annoying like why did you make me do that um i feel like most of the things you picked up also weren't worth it either they weren't worth it i it was never satisfying just like breaking one of those boxes open i early on in the game I made a conscious decision of like, I'm going to go into every single bathroom and eventually I'm going to find something worthwhile. No, never happened. Never found a worthwhile thing in a bathroom. Um, and that was disappointing. I did 
I did pay a lot of attention to those collectibles you can pick up and read. Um, and some of them I liked quite a bit. Uh, I especially liked when you would essentially just find like email correspondence between people because those were the only things that ever contained any sort of emotional nuance because nothing in like the actual conversations you would have with people or how like Jesse speaks ever conveyed any emotion towards anything beyond wanting to find Dylan and worrying they'll find out about you and you being Polaris, which was the biggest wet fart of a plot beat that I've ever experienced because I thought early on, like Jesse is talking to us this way and that weird like effect would go across the screen. I thought they were going to find some interesting way to contextually bring in the fact that like the player has control over this woman and we are somehow a part of the story. Nope. It's just Polaris. It's just this thing like that uh, is somehow mythical. I was the exact opposite. I was really hoping that it was not that because I thought that would not be super cool that we were directly involved. But I will. I was not as thrilled with the answer to Polaris, but mostly because I really wanted more from the whole slide projector object of power story. I was hoping that maybe we'd actually get to see and use it like we go through some really weird shit with that. Maybe even go to a direct flashback of going back to their home somehow and reliving that personally instead of just everyone talking about it and reading about what happened to Jesse and Dylan. Even though Can someone tell me what Polaris was, by the way, like what was it? It was because you know what the slideshow object of power was, right? Yes. And if he was just a d- being from another realm Ugh. with amazing oh. power that they cool. looked into. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking awesome. I um, thought that was kind of neat. It's just like, because especially just that mixed in with the darling videos, which uh, I think also are one of the highlights of the videos specifically that you find throughout it. I think um, they're very cool. I, I thought it was a cool storytelling technique. Did it ever really come? Did it ever really pay off? No, not really. But I thought it was a cool technique. I I like it. I even did a little bit reading up on it where to the end of the game, uh, there's no trace of Darling. Like he has escaped for what people think will be a sequel where Darling is present. He just never shows up in the game. He gets out. But to- getting to hear him talk about the whole facility that he's essentially he's not in control because he's not the director running the show off of everything and the objects and powers and really studying and figuring out what is going on and just i like the idea that this is just some government branch that just has to deal with all paranormal shit has to cover up all paranormal shit across the world and just through this like they are just like discovering way more than they can process about the world uh just how things work and then all of a sudden bam there's now an alternate universal like this this crazy being that's now in their lap they're just like now we also have to fucking figure out what this shit was and that's kind of what i really it's part of what i really liked about the story is like uh the some of the side stuff that they're talking about with with everything they're juggling is just putting together this this branch of government that just cannot deal with this like sure there's some really smart people there but then some of them are kind of coping and dealing with everything they are normally. Like some of them have figured it out, but other people are just really fucked up by what has happened here. Like this is some crazy, not normal stuff. And 
I I think it was just really cool uh, to kind of deal that to to see that they had so much on their plate, and that Darling uh, would go the extra distance with this one specifically the this crazy being because there is so much to learn. But then also the hiss also are the same thing where it's like oh they are also just another creature entity from another world that they weren't prepared for and how much that leaked in just uh, this this whole facility the game also being called control and so much of this place was just barely under control to begin with i i think the idea of control as like a main theme of this game because i've been i've been searching far and wide for the themes of this game and i think that's really the only one you can point to but even then you're making a stretch of kind of being like uh oh it's it's about lack of control and how things are out of your power. It's like, okay, I guess it is, but I don't think they really did anything with that. Mm-hmm. Um, great title, though. I think we can agree. Great title for this game. That is, it is a good title. Um, I, I think one of the main issues they have in this game is that they don't anticipate the questions that the player will actually have. And in the rare moments that they do, they underwhelm. Like they obviously anticipate that we're going to be wondering what Polaris is. That one underwhelms. But it seems like the main thing they want to answer is what are, what do the acronyms stand for? They give us a ton of acronyms throughout this game. Mm -hmm. And all they ever want to do is tell us what they stand for. (laughs) But they don't like ever go much further than that like i have a ton of questions about like how the people within this government organization are reacting to the situation they find themselves in but you don't really get that at all like you get a security guy that doesn't really know what he's doing but he has no he has no real like panic or any plans of how he wants to get out it's more just like yeah i'm just gonna man my position you talk to Emily Pope and Emily Pope is just like this somehow all knowing being who's just completely unrattled, just completely unrattled at the fact that whatever is happening in this building, whatever's happening in this building could destroy the world. And on top of that, we have Jesse who just stumbled into this freaky building and became the director and doesn't really have any questions about that. <laughs> like, like, I think I think part of why that works is for a for the security uh, example. That guy, I imagine he's probably seen shit equally as bad as what is happening right now. Sure, things are kind of like slipping through the cracks, but like I feel like he's built up some sort of resistance to what has happened already, just based off some of the stuff that they talk about, just in some of the documents, some of the other objects of powers out there that they've had to bring in, and I just like. Either whether it's reading the uh, reading the stories of like the people who are from the Bureau of Control, like studying and figuring out like how the objects of powers actually work, like the actual process of them of figuring out like oh this rubber duck just disappears around, or oh this thing will melt people's brains if they interact with it. Just the volunteers, like it's very different stories of like oh phew this one's not that bad to deal with. I'm very happy. That's all this one does, and the other one's like oh shit we just 
sneezed in its direction. Yeah. And it it just murdered us. And like with uh, Emily Pope, she just seems like the person who's just so enthusiastic to be there. Like she probably doesn't actually care too like as much about what happens to people. Like the research is definitely first and foremost on her mind. Uh, and it's probably really easy for her to forget about the people that are involved. Like, I didn't think she was a bad person, but, uh, just very, uh, lives for her work kind of person. I thought the weakest part of the game, uh, as a part of the story was whenever you went back to her and her and Jesse would just have one long exposition conversation that was like super Mm -hmm. boring and stilted. It's like come on guys like you couldn't you do so much well in this game you couldn't figure out a better way to convey Mm -hmm. this information to us the info dumps are definitely the worst like a lot of those conversations i would literally like listen to the conversations three times over because it's like i understand this is an info dump i know i'm not going to digest all this just from one like listening of it so i had to listen to it multiple times and i think at least at one point i fell, fell asleep in the process of doing this but it was important I wanted to know some of this stuff. Felt like I needed to know some of this stuff. I do wish it was just somewhere else. Somewhere else in the story, like you said, told in a better way. Like, I don't think putting all this, like, need to know information in a document, calling it a day is any better. That's definitely worse. But uh, I think the early half of this game could have set things up better because they really have some gold here that they just don't really communicate as well as they need to. Um, Mark, you mentioned how we all kind of end up with different powers. Now I'm aware that there is like a defined set of them, but some of them are more difficult to get than others by the end. Technically not by the end of the game. I think I got the last one after I beat the game. I had all of them, which are the launch ability, the (laughs) hover ability. There's a shield ability, a dash. And, uh, those are all I got. There's also a like take over your enemy ability, and I might be okay. forgetting something else. There's okay. apparently like an air ground pound as well. Yes, there is, and I don't, I, I never got that. I, I didn't get the either. mind control or the air ground pound. I got mind control. I, I think the ground pound might be an upgrade of the the hover at some oh, point. Oh, okay. I don't think it's its own ability, but okay. So you and I, Owen, did get the same stuff. I knew Peter didn't get the mind control so i was curious if that was going to happen i I did not get the mind control until after i beat the game though there's there's some objects of power that are just they don't give you any abilities they're just really cool sections of the game i know when you saw the refrigerator was that the one uh was there's the one security guard and like this thing cannot like someone has to be on duty looking at it at all times yes and i think uh, i i've watched some reviews of this game um and that seemed to be the main side quest that a lot of people really liked. I came across it organically and it was, it was actually how you want a side quest to be. Cause I came across this dude staring at a fridge during the main story. And it seemed so interesting that I actually thought like, okay, I have to make sure to circle back and do this side quest. And it's just so rare that that happens. Like the, one of the other ones that I got, but I never did was like, Oh, collect mold for this woman. It's like, no thanks. I don't want to do that. Mm. Um, there's there's a cool boss fight at the end of that. I think that was the toughest fight in the game for me. Um, And there is one side quest that seemed actually really cool. 
that I saw a video breakdown of it um, that I'll go into detail here. But uh, it has something to do with mirrors. <gasps> yeah. Did you mirror. do this one? I did do the mirror, and it's a very neat boss fight at the end. Uh, and you end up fighting, how would you pronounce it? Essage? It's Essage. Essage. Lowercase e, capital J at the end, which, Peter, it is Jesse backwards. And you fight a copy of yourself with all of the powers in there. And while you're in the mirror world, everything like Jesse says is just backwards. And there's nothing she can do about it. Everything is just completely backwards. That seemed pretty cool. Yeah, it's a very tough boss fight. Also, does the does the the mirror version look any different or no? I believe they look identical to you. That could have been. Nah, that's kind of boring. That could have been. Could have been uh, the the mirror world has a tint of blue to it, so everything looks kind of blue. Ah, uh, that was so the change you're looking for. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but that that quest sounds very cool. I wish I had come across organically, but I never I never even came across wherever it ended up being. Um, and. That's about all I know about side stuff because a lot of it really was just like it felt very fetch questy, which was disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted more refrigerator moments, and I just didn't really get them. But Mark, I know I you. Think... I know you did side stuff more. If you can enlighten us, yeah. There, there was another object of power that doesn't result in a boss fight. But I brought up there's a rubber duck. Where once you find it, like you let it out of the room by accident, or you can you can find it, you know, it's not going to be an accident, but it's just this really minor object of power. All it does is like teleport short distances from you, and it just keeps quacking. So like you'll have to if you let it out, like it's hard to like capture because you have to try to dash up to it wherever it is and time it very tightly to collect the duck. Otherwise, it'll just keep running around, and you'll just hear a light quack faintly in the distance I like the entirety that. until you catch this thing <laughs> <laughs> which that's really hilarious to me uh because i think like you see it outside of a window and i think there's a note talking about how this thing could be like extremely dangerous on the outside and then you open it up and you're like oh shit what's about to happen and no that's just not what it is at all and it's it's fun little things like that there's another one uh there's this one room you guys probably ran across it but didn't do too much in it there's this one room where like this office is like studying uh this fun like uh, the phenomenon of luck and just of different cultures and how that possibly plays into being uh an uh, like related to different objects of power is what it came down to be like a four-leaf clover uh horseshoes and then some stuff with gameplay there's a whole like seven different kind of things and you can interact with all these like it turns out this isn't just like a like a little easter egg you can kind of look at but there's a puzzle in here where if you activate all of the good luck charms at once uh you can just get like a bonus like extra reward and you actually get an extra costume for jesse it's just a golden suit everything is just pure gold oh that's cool like doesn't really do anything for you but it's just a cool little puzzle just like that actually comes together and anytime you get it wrong like the fire alarm goes off and something fucking explodes and every time you don't get it right i basically didn't find any extra outfits beyond the ones that they like give you automatically and i was kind of wondering the entire time like where are these things yeah the gold suit is the only one and of course the manager the director costume you get at the end of the game but that's it i I didn't see anything else i was not shy about exploring either like most areas i went through pretty thoroughly but the thing that i didn't do 
is as I got new clearance levels, I wasn't going back to areas. So that that uh, might have hurt me a lot when it came to finding side stuff. I think the only reason I did a little bit of going back to clearance stores because there were just points in the game. We haven't even really talked about this, but there is a lack of direction in this game. This game does not, uh, I think, and it intentionally doesn't point, doesn't hold your hand very strictly to tell you where you need to go because I think it wants you to wander around a little bit to kind of walk into these kind of things. And there is a couple parts in the game where I did get really stuck. Like I was stuck there for like 30, 40 minutes trying to figuring it out. And it was just a simple like, oh, I didn't realize I could levitate these generators and throw them onto machines. And that's what I needed to do. Like I'd be stuck there. Or I feel like anytime they pointed you to maintenance to go down to maintenance for the first time, something went wrong. Something in maintenance I would always get stuck at somewhere. I don't know, Peter. I know Peter struggled with the generators and I, I had to help him with that. Uh, Owen, did you struggle with that or did you just get that on your first try? I got that on my first try. The only thing that really hung got me hung up was um, to enter. It's called like psychonetics or something. Yeah. You face a whole wave of enemies and then there's just like a big red gate that is preventing you from going through the door. And these red gates pop up sometimes like when you haven't beaten all the enemies in the area and they want you to. So I'm th- like, I walked around this whole area, like a really big area too. Just kind of dreading the fact of like, oh no, is like some guy spawned in the wall and I'm never going to be able to kill him. No, uh, I guess there were these like red nodes that popped up that I was supposed to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was ridiculous because it's like, okay, game, you literally never established that something like this could happen. Like, is it difficult? No. But did I spend way too long on this because I've never seen anything like this in this game? Yes. Um, were, were there any other puzzles you struggle with? I talked with Peter a little bit about the puzzles in this game because we know Peter and how he feels about his puzzles and games. I don't like them. There was one like main story symbol puzzle you were supposed to do where you're going around Uh-oh. looking at whiteboards. Oh, no. Um, I, I had to do this one for Peter the other day. Yes, he did. I didn't. Peter was just bitching about it. I didn't really understand the solution, but somehow I got it. I just kind of kept, oh, like, I would see two whiteboards, and it's like, uh, the first spot, I guess, I guess this one is good, so I'll... I'll put that there, but on this whiteboard, the first spot is different, but I don't think I'm supposed to pay attention to that. Like, I didn't understand, like, how I came to the conclusion, but eventually I just got it right. Mm. Um, And in general, I can't think of many more of the puzzles. Uh, I The generator thing, I mean, the first time, yeah, I can see how it throws you off, but beyond that, it's hardly a puzzle. I mean, once you see those moments at any other point, it's not very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, the one moment that I guess was kind of like a real time puzzle that I thought was pretty cool is when you're stuck in a room with one of those like I don't know it's practically like a tornado type thing that you can't defeat and you had to figure out a way to lure it into this other room and then like close it mm-hmm. behind a big metal door I thought that was really cool that was so cool I loved that sequence Peter how did you feel about it I did enjoy that sequence, but one of the main issues I had with this game, and I'm sure this will just be a me alone on my island of one, did anyone else feel like they were constantly getting lost 
throughout this entire game and that the game did not at all hold your hand or help you with where exactly like what you had to do went like i feel like so many times i got to a certain area and then it's like all right do the objective i was just what w- what do you mean it's like we'll get to this place on this floor and then i will get there and nothing's happening i was just i don't know i just felt like i was getting lost a lot because the, the game is very vague throughout and i don't know if it's just me being stupid mark you and i talked about this a couple times i I mentioned it briefly already but like i feel like the game wants you to be lost a little bit so that no thank you i don't like that i don't if i if i feel if if i'm getting lost i go play something else i'm just i'm sorry that's who i i can't say that's who i've always been that's who i will always be but right now Whenever there be times later on the game where the game is purposely being vague because it doesn't want to tell you what to do or exactly where to go, it's like we want to, we want you to solve the puzzle or figure it out. I would just put on Doom Eternal and just, all right, here's a straight line, kill demons, submit Gordon Metal, and have fun. It's like awesome. Okay, I'm sure there were a few moments where I got slightly turned around, but none that really jump out to me. I. I did not have as much of an issue with this because probably based partly on luck and just partly how I was playing the game. Because they always told you, like, you're trying to do this thing and it's going to be in this area. So I always paid attention to that. And then there was a very liberal use of signage throughout. So it's like, oh, arrow arrow points forward here, arrow points to the right here. I, I would just follow the signs pretty much. Um I don't even know what signs you're talking about, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Oh, no. There were signs everywhere guiding you to departments. Um, and I I just followed those. Every once in a while, you would come across like a roadblock or something that would make you get a little more creative, I guess. But beyond that, I didn't really have that much of an issue. Mark, did you... Uh, like, I know you said that you got turned around a couple times, but was it out of lack of understanding or were you okay with getting turned around like how did it go down for you um the the two parts where i got turned around the most uh were literally like uh, the first time you have to go to maintenance and i just did i didn't know how to interact with those generators so i was running around in circles not sure what to do and then after you're done in i think the science area and you do that one whiteboard puzzle they have you go back to uh, maintenance because you get the level four clearance and there's one specific door in level four clearance closer to the central maintenance area that you need to go back to and it took me so long to find out where that door was uh, i was really determined to not try to look it up because maybe i would wander into something cool and secret along the way i didn't i don't think there was anything cool and secret in the maintenance department down there uh, that i remember at the very least um but other than that like the game very early on like opens up a lot of areas that you don't have to go to like the second you can go to maintenance you can go to the other two areas as well and you can only go so far in those but like once i got access to those and i got stuck in maintenance i said screw it i'm just gonna go look around in these two areas and go learn see if i can find anything cool there and i found some of the side quests then but i wasn't able to finish them without the levitate ability which uh, or the hovering levitate ability, which you don't get till way later. Yeah, which is kind of a bummer. But uh, how do, how do you up. feel about how they paced out the powers and how some of the powers are missable? 
I mean, like, uh, you, you could conceivably play this whole game without getting the dash. Which that one would be crazy to me. Like, the block, I don't know if you guys use it a lot. I didn't use it too much. I didn't use it at all. Like, I didn't use it until I got one of the first upgrades where it's like, when you let go of it, it also is a projectile as well. Uh, which then it became pretty useful because I'm just throwing a giant brick wall at people. It doesn't do a lot of damage, but it would stagger people. So, like, it's like, oh, I can go up into people's face and shotgun people. And speaking of shotgunning people, let's let's talk. What gun types did we use, the three of us? I, I just used the basic and shotgun. I used the basic and one that was kind of more like SMG automatic. I don't remember the name of it, though. Okay. I used the shotgun... And then I think it was called the charge shot. Like you could charge up to like three shots at once and they would launch all of them at once. If you guys ever use that one, I kind of call it like a sniper ability. Uh, to me, it felt like a big laser cannon, which I would just annihilate any tough enemies with that and just mow everyone down with my shotgun. I feel like everyone just uses the shotgun in this game because why not? It's too good. I, uh, I mainly didn't because... I I can struggle sometimes in games when it comes to getting too comfortable with what they've already given me. Like for the most part, that first edition of the weapon that they give you, like it's good the whole time, mm-hmm. um, and it has good range, uh, fairly accurate. So I got really comfortable with that, and then I upgraded to the more automatic one, but you're collecting shit at all times in this game. And I would find like probably about halfway through the game, maybe even more than halfway through, I finally upgraded and got that automatic ability. And it's not like I had resources to get the other ones. Like whenever I would come across a screen that like would tell me I don't have the resources, I would just kind of wonder like, then what the hell am I picking up? (laughs) Like, how, how could I possibly not have the resources for this? Mm-hmm. Um, so that that definitely limited me. I I'm trying to become more conscious of when I play a game, like make sure I get my hands on the different types of things. And if I want to go back to my comfort food, I can, but I at least want to try them. But because of the resource issue, um, Eventually, I just kind of stopped checking because I I lost interest at that point. At any point, they could have gotten me to upgrade to some of the other different varieties. I I was checked out. I had my two that I liked. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think it matters too much in the long run. I think they're all really good. And the thing I like the most about them is that with the powers it gives you uh, alongside these weapons, like you can just be so flexible with how you want to take on the game. And it still feels... Uh, really good despite it all like i definitely experimented with the default gun a little bit i played with uh the automatic like the the semi-automatic one and that one was pretty cool there was i know there was one gun i didn't use i think it was one of the ones that i saw peter using at the time which i don't remember peter do you remember that one no but i do have to leave for work in an hour okay so if we could start wrapping up i would greatly appreciate that okay um the only thing i'd want to talk about does anyone have anything they really like about before we're done with it here i have i kind of feel like that says how i really feel about the game i have nothing else to say i this was a perfectly fine uneventful game for me that i will forget about the further we get away from it i uh i'm 
I feel like I can squeeze out a little bit more here. I'm optimistic for a sequel, but I'm not optimistic about their writing talent because I'm trying to think of some of the different things that I would have wanted from this story that could have improved it. And for one, I mean, on a most general level, they just like pull all emotion out of this game. And I already talked about how indifferent all the workers there are and how Jesse only cares about Dylan. Like, we just need more than that because we didn't care about Dylan. Why would we? And then when you finally meet Dylan, why would we care about Dylan? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I hate his like character model and apologies. If he's like based on a human, I'm sure he is at least somewhat, but like, I'm sure that guy is not listening to the podcast. <laughs> he's just what I do, very, I do know one thing to me. One thing about Jesse and Dylan, I don't know if it's the characters themselves, but their character models were pulled from quantum break at some point. Really? Yeah. And at some point in the game, Dylan makes a reference to being from a bad game or being a part of a bad game. I didn't catch that at all, but I was reading about that. Like, like one thing I'm diving into after this is apparently there's a lot of little secrets buried in remedy games in general. Like that's just something they like to do. And just from us digging in some of the side content, like we totally can see some of that, but I just imagine how deep it goes. Cause like I even brought this up to Peter. One thing I wanted to talk about, one of my favorite moments from playing the game is towards the end of the game. Uh, uh, there's the one scene where Jesse's kind of going through loops, right? And she's like basically like an intern, just the hiss have gotten her. Yeah. She has to go listen to the director, right? Yes. Well, uh, cause you have to eventually shoot the director and he's like talking at you. And one thing throughout the game that I, I love is that whenever you get a vision with the director, this guy just fucking talks and talks and talks. And in this room, if you try to test him to see how long he will talk for, he will go on for what felt like over 15 minutes. And like towards the later half, he's just talking nonsense. At one point, I remember him talking about like an experience of when he went to the diner and he wasn't <laughs> sure about what he was going to order, what he wanted to and how he felt that day. And maybe he got that story wrong. And I know I unlocked something like this uh, at the end of the game. I unlocked an extra director like video sequence where it's just more of just him just talking gibberish about stuff that has nothing to do with anything like the devs definitely loved that and even even recently i even saw a kotaku article where there was some uh what's his name uh i don't know the, i forget about it. i can't go into it i don't know the guy's name but eventually someone did a control meme uh an alt-right guy they put his like this one speech he had recently about how he hates the critics and the left people and they put it over the control director. Uh, jordan peterson jordan peterson uh, yeah it was jordan peterson clip. up they yours put him, you woke more yes yeah, that's what it was they, um, they put that whole thing on a, on a director <laughs> for the sequence and i thought that was hilarious because i i wanted to see memes like that after playing this game yeah that's pretty good um uh, that that twist with uh with the you're all suddenly in the office job. Uh, this will be my second last point. I have one last point. Remind me of it after this. But that twist where you're suddenly in the office job was kind of the last ditch hope of mine of like, have we been having some sort of hallucination? Are they going to bring this around to like a real shocking moment 
that finally makes me turn on how this game has been going so far. And unfortunately it was not. Um, I, I was hoping for some sort of like commentary or just any sort of exploration of anything that is somewhat life like where everything was just kind of like, yeah, we're in this weird world and there's this weird thing. And all of our explanations are going to be meaningless because we're not going to ground it in anything that you can relate to was just really disappointing to me. When I saw her working a dumb office job, I thought this is the point where they ground ground it and they did not, but it was a somewhat cool sequence. Mm -hmm. Um, The last thing that I want to bring up that I enjoyed Peter might not have, because it was at least semi puzzle like, but I just thought it was a really cool eerie setting which would be the the ocean view motel how you're constantly going there throughout the game um i liked this i liked it for pacing reasons where it was a nice little slowdown, getting you in a different setting having to figure out something that typically like i mean i wouldn't get it immediately but within like a couple presses of the bell i would figure out like okay this is what's going on here um Mark, I'm curious. Oh, how did you feel about the Ocean View Motel? Was that like a standout area for you at all? I loved it. To to kind of go back to something I said before is where uh, there's just so much shit that they're juggling that they just don't understand. I just love that it. it's like there's this one thing that happens where you just get sent to this one fucking motel. We don't know why it does this, but it just keeps doing this. And I thought it was a little funny, but some of the puzzles were kind of fun in there. I, I liked that it was just a constant thing. Those were those were cool parts of the game. How did you feel about the Threshold Kid videos? Oh, I I think I only came across one. <sighs> no, yeah, but I didn't find too many. I think I found three total. So I don't know how many I might have missed, but those are like some of my favorite videos to stumble across. I only came across one. Very creepy. Very yeah. creepy. And did you ever stumble across the document that explained why they existed in the first place? No, I don't think so. It was because, because like with Dylan, they were abducting children, right? Yeah. Because they might have played a role for potential director and like they needed to create a way to onboard these children to their terminology, to the world of the Bureau of Control. So they pitched this kid series that would teach them about objects of powers altered world events and this is the best thing they could put together was the threshold kids and it doesn't seem like on paper you look at it like who the fuck would make this to teach these kids this but like i don't know these people aren't entertainers here um i have one more thing i want to just give a shout out to and then we can quickly rank and then we can get peter out of here uh there was I I mentioned before how I constantly liked like just little office correspondence like the things that seemed the most like an office email I liked and there was one dude it was just a completely random room and there was nothing else in it besides this memo it was just a guy saying like a sticky note duplicated on my desk the other day I'm not coming into work until this is taken care of and if you look around the room the room was just covered in sticky notes. Uh-huh. So it just kept duplicating. And that's the type of thing where it's like, why was this type of cleverness just like completely kept out of the main story? Like, come on, like, guys. Like, this is good. 
like I it makes me because like I said before, apparently Remedy Games known for all these cool little hidden stuff. I wonder if if I were to go back and play Alan Wake, if it would be the same thing, like if this is intentional, they want you to be able to stumble into this stuff because like whatever narrative reason, I think it is like that because that room is in like the first area, but it has an abnormally high security clearance room. It's like a security level five or six when you just need one and two to get around everywhere. And I think it's because narratively speaking, it's like, we don't know what the fuck happened in that room. There's some object of power in there. We don't know what to do with it. So we're locking this up. And I think with that being the reason they frame it, sure, like they're not putting it front or like first and first most, or they're not putting it forward for everyone to see. Uh, but in this, like in the grand scheme of the world that they are building, like such a fine tuned detail to like frame it like that. And of course, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's not why they did it. And they just wanted to have a secret there, but it makes sense on paper when we're talking about it. And I like to think that's why they did it. I don't know. I think I do want to play Alan Wake after playing this game, despite the the mixed feelings we can't all have. I just want to end my thoughts on this game by saying I am actually overall positive. It's just that I'm actually overall very positive. Mm-hmm. It's just that they do so poorly on the story and it had so much potential. If this game had a good story, I mean, it would be one of my favorite games ever. I think like wow, it, okay. I, I think the gameplay is that high quality that if I had anything to grasp onto in the story, I mean, like it, it would have a pretty, pretty good chance of being up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just failed to do that. So I'm kind of being hard on it. Cause I, cause I expected so much more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as we rank here, I, it is going to reflect that I actually like this game a lot. Um, I think, do either of you want to give any last second thoughts? We've all kind of made our opinions clear, but if you want to hedge in your conclusion, you can. Um, I think my big takeaway was there were some parts I was disappointed, but like if control is going to set the precedent of what I should expect from remedy games, I will play more remedy games still, despite the things I didn't like. Peter. If there is a sequel to control, I almost certainly will not play it. All right. Um, we typically go around the horn, but we're crunched for time when it comes to ranking. Uh, do you guys have your rankings already? Off the top of my head, I think it's, well, we've played six games, right? Yep. yep. This is number seven. This, for me, would go, this is my new five. It is above Psychonauts 1 and Return to Oberdin. Okay. Mark, where do you uh, think you place yours? I put control in the dead middle. Uh, it's right above Halo Infinite, but right underneath Psychonauts 1. Now, I think this might shock. I think I'm putting control number one. Really? Above Psychonauts. You liked this game so much more than I did. I did, but also this is kind of a reflection of our game club crop so far. Where I I actually didn't actively hate any of these. Even with Oberdin at my bottom, I did not actively hate that game. Um I just had issues with a lot. And looking back at these rankings, Peter, I think my like my version of your control is Prey. How is Prey yeah. number six for me? 
I don't get that, uh, but yeah, praise number two for me. I, I j- Transistor and Prey are the games, the only game come games that we've played that I find myself still thinking about after we've played them for Game Club. I think Prey is a game I should probably replay one day because I definitely did not give that the due it deserved. I know I was rushed playing that game because I kept not playing it. I I played a ton of it on like the easiest mode, and I think that that game would probably be more enjoyable if I was willing just to take the time and let things be threatening to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I want, I really want us to hit on a game club game that can be a unanimous like, oh, this is good, and we all just want to talk about how good this is. And the one that bordered on that was actually Transistor, where we were all at the very least quite positive on it. But still not like, I mean, as normy as it sounds, I guess I want the unanimous like triple A game that we all like that we all. Wow, have you're going to fucking kill this industry, Owen. I mean, maybe uh, Transistor, great game. It As far as indies go in terms of being like shocking and genuinely great gameplay experiences, I think it's just like a step below. Like I could easily see. Hades, for instance, if somehow we came across it just in Game Club, that would have a chance of being the unanimous, like, oh, we all love this, and this game is great. But uh, I don't know. With Peter, and he doesn't like having to start over. I know, stuff. I know. But if he was forced to, maybe he would give it a chance. Yeah, that's definitely how that would have gone. Nah, maybe. Um, it wouldn't have. I would hate that game. I think for, for Control, I think... It's in the top tier of the games. I feel like I've like as we go on, I feel like it'll be hard to dethrone the top four that I have right now being Overdin, Transistor, Psychonauts, Control, because I just really like those games a lot. Control, I definitely just like the least of those four. That's all. So I don't know. I think the tier below it starts at Halo Infinite. So we've had some good uh, some good picks. But are we going to try to discuss what we're tackling next? No, no, I have to go. Okay. Well, there you okay. have it. Uh, we'll we'll figure it out when we're actually ready to take on something next, because I I just don't see the point in determining it when we know that we want to take time off, and um, I don't know when we would come back to it because if we take off the rest of July, probably August too. By the time we get into September and October, we're coming closer to uh to some bigger releases so we'll see how it all shakes out but this has been bny gaming podcast episode 69 and we'll see you all next week bye-bye 69 baby 69 hey we made it everybody